Hi everyone and uh, welcome to episode 5 of my podcast. Um, I hope you've been enjoying the series and yeah we're getting closer and closer to the awakening. Um, We're getting closer and closer to hopefully you understanding you know all the (laughs) build-ups what's happened um, and how I got to where I am today. Um, so I'm taking you back to 2013. Now I've recently returned back from Dubai. I've reformed a lot of friendships. Um, and this is where I meet a very good friend of mine. And I meet him and he knows that I've had a lot of nonsense happen in Dubai and he's like, what the hell, what's going on with you girl? And I'm like, I don't know, it's all just a bit crazy, but I'm here now and I'm ready to step into something new. And this person is literally someone I've never met before who has literally blown my heart chakra open and not in a lovey-dovey way in a very caring way and unfortunately he's not with us anymore and it's really hard to record this but I feel that it's part of my journey and has to be recorded and um, those that you those of you that know Gaffer will know how magical and amazing he was And he still is to this day because I feel him around me to this day. Only last year did I see him in a a moment of a journey that I was doing with a friend. I was doing some breath work and some release and I saw him and I was like, wow, hi. (laughs) And I was just like, okay, what are you doing here? And um, it was beautiful and I love that I can have that with him still. And um, this is taking me a little while to record this because it's really hard and Dubai was really hard to record too and, and it's because it's getting closer and closer and it's the more I'm talking on my podcast, the more I'm sharing my whole entire life with you. And um, I said to my friend this morning, I said, I don't know if I can record this. And she reminded me that it's probably because it's so... It's strong now because it's bringing up a lot of emotions because I've actually met someone recently who is very much like this person and it's freaking me out a bit. But I'm also thinking, you know what, I'm obviously meant to meet this new person and uh, Gaffer has sent him my way. (laughs) So thanks Gaffer if you were involved. Anyway, so I'm going to take you back to 2013 and... um, I start hanging around with a group of people that are doing recordings for a YouTube channel. And this is for my YOLO YOLO (laughs) gang. And this is where um, Gaffer is involved with football players. He's an ex-football player and he's involved with, you know, people that are in the public eye. And he starts bringing just normal, talented people together and he starts doing a 
channel that is called the Yolo, is called Yolo, and we start having a lot of fun together and recording the craziest scenes. And um, there's so many beautiful memories with this, but there's also some real sad memories with this too, because this is when I. Um, realised that a friendship of mine really wasn't as good as I thought it was. And I'm not going to mention names because I told you in this podcast there'll be no names mentioned. And I, you know, I send her lots of love and it's so sad that our friendship came to the end, but I guess it was part of my journey and part of her journey. But I'm really grateful that she introduced me to Gaffer because he helped me in so many ways. Like, he made me feel like I could do something with me, just me, just be me, and I didn't need to be anyone else. And that's how we should feel, yeah? We should feel that we can, you know, step into our power and just be us and not have to feel that we need to be anyone else. And sometimes growing up, we do feel that we need to be someone else and we sometimes take on other people's mannerisms and we sometimes do other things to make people like go, oh yeah, you can do that. Oh, I can do that too. And that's simply not us being authentic and using our own creative skills. And this TV show was starting to be recorded around my birthday. And... um, We decided to record it at my family's house and we had a huge party. And for the YOLO crew, I hope you all remember how amazing the party was. And there was people coming at the door and trying to come in and we didn't know who they were. And we were like, who is this? No, they can't come in. We don't know who you are. And there was people turning up and we were like, turning up with bottles and we're like, hey, we've come for the party. Now my family live in the middle of nowhere So God knows how they were getting in and I'm finding out all this information. But um, my parents trusted Gaffer and trusted me to have this party. And we had this party and nothing was broken. It was good. And there's a recording of um, one of the guys and he's in the bathroom and he's recording himself going to the toilet but talking to the camera. And it got sent to my mum and my mum was like, what the hell is this? And it's just, yeah, it's just one of our stories. I'll probably drop the link for you guys to watch YOLO because it was really funny. And there was, you know, we never got picked up by the ITV. Um, And that's where Gaffer wanted to, like, he wanted to get it onto TV. But it was just one of those things. It just didn't get picked up. And um, I think there was a lot of racial stuff situations with that because there was a lot of black gentlemen involved and the ITV don't tend to have a lot of black people I mean I'm not going to be rude to ITV but you know a lot of you see that anyway there is a lot of racism and it's horrible and I think Gaffer was trying to bring a lot of real talented black men into the limelight and um, unfortunately ITV said no and it didn't get picked up they chose some of the girls and he just said no if you're not taking the whole crew we don't want to go we don't want to do this and to be honest it's probably a blessing in disguise because it was it was crazy what happened after this and um yeah there's a there's a lot to share here and this is this is really weird for me to share this information but 
I feel like if I share this information, it might help someone who's actually maybe in the same position or has been in the same position. Because we started being shared on all these platforms and um, I'm being quite vulnerable here, but I, I actually don't care because at the end of the day, we all go through ups and downs in life and we all have these situations that happen to us, but they get us to where we need to go. So this crazy ass person decided to make friends with me on Twitter and um, I had some debt from Dubai and I was trying to get it paid off and, and I was thinking this needs to be paid off and I was looking at ways to try to make more money. And this guy on Twitter was like, hey, do you want to do modelling? And, yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, let's do it, let's try it. And, you know, I don't know how old I was, probably about, I think I must have been about 33. So, you know, I'm 33 years old and I'm thinking I'm going to do modelling. I mean, you lot all know this, that are friends with me and know that this journey happened for me. And it took me into a bit of a dark place, I'm not going to lie. It took me into a place where I thought it was going to be okay to share myself on social media in a a way that I don't want to do that now. And um, we don't even need to go there, but you guys kind of understand OnlyFans. I'm hoping you do anyway. In this generation that you know I don't want to share myself that way and I was doing that I was sharing parts of my body in a way that I didn't want to and this is probably for the younger listeners of like maybe 18 and onwards you need to know that you don't need to share your body in order to get yourself out there in order to get yourself seen in order to get your creative side out and unfortunately a lot of girls still my age still do this and I never judge them it's their path and that's what they want to do but I don't personally want to do that and this guy from Twitter there's only a few people who know this and now I'm actually sharing it but you know what it's going to be in my book so it needs to be shared and um you can tell my voice is a bit funny but that's just because I've been singing this morning so yeah I've been singing and dancing and yeah all sorts going on so and I think I'm still recovering from my trip in LA as well that was really intense but we'll get to the trip in LA um so I'm jabbering sorry but I'm sure you're enjoying this and my friends say to me this is like listening to you as if you're talking to me as if you're my friend and I'm like I am your friend they're like yeah but your listeners must be thinking that too so I'm hoping this comes across as that and I'm hoping it's not like I hope that this is flowing because I don't edit this because I don't know how to edit it. And plus, I just want to be raw and authentic with you. So, yeah. okay, let's carry on. So um, and the reason I'm stumbling is because I'm actually sharing something that is so freaking deep in my soul. But once I share this, it will not only help you to understand a lot of stuff about things that have gone on in this world, but also it will help myself. It will help me just let go of it. Okay, so a guy met me on Twitter and he told me that he needed to do a Skype interview. Now, if you look this up, you can um, Google this and it'll explain what a Skype interview was. So this gentleman did a Skype interview with me 
and he had a baseball cap on and I looked at him and I was like my intuition was clicking in and I was going dude this doesn't feel good but because I wanted to pay this debt off I was doing anything and obviously I wasn't I wasn't going down the sex worker act or anything like that but I was still vulnerable enough to say it's okay you can have a picture of my boobs they're amazing let's put them in a magazine like that was my level that I was going to and this guy told me that um God forbid if my dad listened to this. <laughs> I mean, he does know he was there in this journey too because we had to go to the police in the end. But um, yeah, it's good that it's, it's you know, my, my brothers are not going to listen to this and maybe their friends will. So hi, friends, if you're listening, don't tell my brother about this. But I'm just going to share this because uh, my voice, you can tell I'm getting scared to share it. Okay, so I've given this guy photos of me and he's watched a video looking at me and going, yeah, you're good for what we need. And he told me that it was going to be involved with um, Charlotte Crosby and, bless her soul, and uh, is it Crosby? Letitia, Charlotte Letitia, I don't know. You know the girl from, uh, from Jersey Shore and Gaz. It was when they were dating and um, they'd brought out some sex toy and he told me that I would be involved in that and I would help people um, buy the sex toy from using my body as photos. I don't really understand the whole thing, but I got deeper and deeper into this whole absolute bullshit, I will add. And I don't swear. I try not to swear anymore because it's low vibration. But yeah, I'm just going to explain that I needed to use that word. And um, oh my God. So <laughs> I started doing these pictures and videos for this guy and then he told me that he wanted to meet me in person and I was like okay and he was like yeah you need to come to the hotel we're going to go through documents and all this sort of stuff and my intuition was telling me this doesn't feel right and so I told him that I didn't feel comfortable and that I wanted to pull out so he got in an arse with me and he was really moody with me. And I think at the time I was talking to Gaffer and telling him what was going on. And Gaffer was like, don't do this. It's not safe. And I was like, no, it doesn't feel safe. I'm not going to go. And there's a friend of mine who will probably listen to this and she will laugh her head off because she sat with me on the sofa while this guy was screaming down the phone to me, telling me he was going to make me viral. And I just laughed my head off because I was like, what? You're going to put my pictures and make me viral. And I was 33 years old and I was like, oh, shit. OK, so my bits and pieces are going to be all over the camera, all over the pictures. Everyone's going to know this. I'm going to get so much trolled. And I was shitting myself, to be honest. He told me to give him £5,000 or he would share all of these pictures and videos. Now, this was before we could do anything around sex acts. You remember? About... Um, the sex act that's now in place because of Georgia Harrison. So, yeah, girl, thank you for putting that in place. Um, I don't quite know too much about that, but I know that at the time anything could have been shared online because it's 2013 and we were not up with the times. Okay, so I'm slowing down because I don't want to be talking fast. I need you to understand what's happened. So... Me and my friend are sitting on the sofa and we're laughing our heads off and we're like, yeah, yeah, make her viral, make her viral. Anyway, he sends me photos of in places looking... I looked awful, basically, and told me that he was going to share them online. And I called his bluff. 
And then he kept calling and demanding this £5,000. And I was like, I don't have it and I'm not giving it to you. And then he told me to come to the hotel and he wouldn't share and we could, he'd give me the pictures back and it would be finished. It would be like squashed. And I didn't feel comfortable with this. So I decided to go to a police station and have a conversation with someone. And they told me that there was nothing they could do. And they just said, oh, it's just don't contact him anymore. Just walk away. It's fine. Nothing's going to happen. But these calls kept coming and they were really getting a bit scary. And I was like, I felt like he knew where I was at times because obviously social media, people can find out where you are. Yeah. And I probably wasn't that tapped in to, to post where I was all the time. And yeah, it was just, it was scary. And um, I reached out to my auntie who happened to be a policewoman. And she told me that it was signs of sex trafficking and that he does he was doing this so that he could capture you and take you and sell you on and so it's freaking scary to hear that from your auntie and you're sitting there and you're like what the hell like that's not real and she was like it is it's a real thing and then she started telling me about the Skype interview and if you look it up you can you can for yourself understand it unless it's all been taken down but um so I'm scared and I'm thinking this man knows where I am. He's going to try and get me. Anyway, I've decided to tell my dad and we changed my telephone number. My auntie was like involved and um, we tried to set this man up to say go to the hotel. But I never turned up. So we don't know if he turned up. And yeah, like we were trying to trap him sort of thing and do like IP address codes and, you know, like to find out who he was so that it didn't happen to anyone else. And I don't know if he did that to anyone else, but yeah, I just, if there's anyone out there who's, I don't know, trying to break into the industry and think that they need to share their body, you really don't need to share your body. Okay, sorry, there's a motorbike driving past me. Bloody hell, that's so noisy. Um. And um, yeah, so I've told Gaffer all of this and he's just like, in, he's not laughing, but he's like, Lois, what the fuck have you done? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know why I did it. And he's like, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's done. Um, and then I started doing some more stuff with another guy who I felt safe with and bless him he was lovely and he never made me feel uncomfortable and he actually did some really nice photos for me yes I was in underwear but they were very like tasteful um and then that was when my singing started this man heard me singing and he was like oh my god you can sing and I was like no 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 I can't sing and he was like you can sing and he was like should we do some recording in his recording studio and I was like no 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 I don't I don't want to sing that 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 doesn't feel very good and I got scared and uh, that was that really I kind of went off the path and didn't actually do that anymore and stuff happened with YOLO we some of us some people were not turning up to record and I think Gaffer was getting a bit bored of it like he was getting annoyed with people and the whole stuff kind of stopped and um yeah that's my yolo kind of 
podcast about what happened and it was the only the you know not the only way as Essex YOLO was um you only live once and it was a trademark for him big time and there was many other things that happened going forward with this team of people and this is when I started realizing that my friend that I thought was my closest friend ever actually wasn't because there was a lot of uncomfortableness situations going on with us and it's where our friendship started like folding and kind of breaking away and personally I think this is when my depression really sunk in to my body and I'm not going to go on anymore because I told you there'll be little podcast I told you I wouldn't be going on for too long but This is where um, I'd started dating someone who was a singer and he used to sing beautiful country music and he wouldn't sing in front of me but he would also share his music to me and we dated for a little while but it was never like he wanted me to be his girlfriend. He always hid me. And um, he didn't take me on dates. He told me he couldn't afford to take me on a date, which was fine. I understood that. And I'm sorry, babe, if you're listening. Um, And, yeah, I know that there was many times that he was lying to me and he didn't want me to be seen with him. I don't know, maybe because of my look, because of my body. I don't know. Maybe he had a fantasy of bigger girls. I don't know what it was. Oh, shit. My flamingo's going to drive fly away. I just need to grab it. That sounds so crazy. I've got a flamingo in a little pool and the wind just went up, so I need to move it. Maybe that was a sign to say that that was his fantasy. Oh, my God. Sorry, I'm going off on one again. But it's okay. It's fine. You're my friends and you're listening to me for a reason. So, anyway, I'm going to stop jabbering. And uh, I'm currently putting the flamingo away, so bear with me one second. I told you this is raw, unedited bullshit right now. Okay, so the flamingo's now in the shower. Okay, so, um, oh my God, I'm crazy, I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> so this beautiful guy that I'm, friend, that I'm dating has decided that he doesn't want to share me so much, right? He doesn't want to share public with me he doesn't want to go out he doesn't want to take me for dinner he doesn't want to go for drinks nothing he's literally like just come over to mine and we'll drink ice we'll drink tea and eat ice cream very random thing but that's what we used to do and uh i actually enjoyed having this time with this guy because he made me feel really nice when i was with him but then when i wasn't with him i felt really sad And it wasn't because I was sad because of him. It was because I was sad because he wasn't, like, consistent and he wasn't giving me any energy of what I should be having. And there was no future plans or anything like that. And it made me feel of uncomfortableness, the, the, the place of what that man was making that made me feel, like, used and abused. And I'm not saying he was really nasty and mean to me, But he certainly played a big part in my life where I felt not good enough. And I think... Sorry, I'm just putting you back on charge. I I feel like we do feel sometimes not good enough. And that's the reason why we go and do these stupid things 
to feel seen and get attention when really we shouldn't. But we do this because we're idiots. We're all learning about life, yeah? We're all learning about what we should do and what we shouldn't do in life. But sometimes we may post a picture that we look absolutely fire, but we're only doing it for attention on Instagram to get the likes. I mean, I've kind of stopped doing that because it made me feel a bit of a twat and I was like, I don't need to do this anymore. But we do do it. And then if we've had an argument with a boy, we'll, we'll post a picture of us looking amazing and we'll be like, I hope they see it, I hope they see it. And why the hell do we do that? It's so stupid. Or we'll, send, we'll post indirect quotes and things like that, which is what I used to do. And this is where I'm taking you to this breakdown of a friendship because my mind is trying to think of the times and stuff like that, but there's so much that happened leading up to this whole awakening that we would be here for hours. And I don't want to keep dragging this out, but I just want you to know that we all go through this, yeah? And I'm sharing this so that someone else doesn't have to go through this or they can resonate with it and go, shit, I used to do that. But this guy didn't want me to be seen. He didn't want me to be taken out. He didn't want me to be his girlfriend, right? So then he made me feel like shit. So then I would possibly put myself in low vibrations. No, I would put myself in a low vibration and I would probably eat bad food at that time because I remember that I was putting weight on because I was around the wrong people because I was feeling like shit and then I was eating shit food. And that's been a really big thing for me to realise that when I'm around people that don't make me feel good, I then eat shit food because I've literally eaten their shit. That sounds so crazy. But I hope someone understands that as well as as much as I didn't understand this for many years. And it took me a lot of plant medicine to understand that. And it took me a lot of people just literally saying to me, just listen to what they're saying to you. And then how does it make you feel? Now, this guy, he didn't realise what he was doing to me. He didn't realise that he was pushing me deeper and deeper into depression because he, that was his path for me in my life. Okay, so these people that have all done this shit to me are to push me into where I needed to go, to push me into my darkness, to push me into my awakening. So if you're experiencing people that are around you that are making you feel shit, they're there to push you into your darkness, to get you into your light. Okay, and they're they're here to awaken you. But also you need to know that you don't need to take that shit from people and you can just remove yourself from these situations. And eventually, I decided that I didn't want to be with this person anymore. And I was in turmoil because I had my dad that had just told me he was dying of cancer. My dad had just been announced that he was dying of cancer. And it, and it was freaking ridiculous. There was nothing I could do. Like, it was just horrendous. It really, really was. I think I've missed out a space where I went to Ibiza for three months. Mm, yeah we'll come back to that we'll come back to Ibiza because Ibiza was just a very small snippet that doesn't really need to be spoken about but it's the guy from Ibiza from Dubai that I went to Ibiza with and he again didn't treat me very good (laughs) he was (coughs) he was 39 years old and sleeping with a 17 year old And we will say no more from that because it doesn't need to be discussed. But yes, it made me feel like shit, especially as I thought I'd found 
a very special person to be in my life. But we won't go into the Ibiza thing because it doesn't really need to be discussed. But you just need to know that information. So I've had that guy treat me like shit. I've had the man that's done all the photo stuff treat me like shit. I've had my dad tell me that he's dying of cancer. And then this is where I started posting quotes, okay? I started posting indirect quotes because I was a dickhead and I didn't realise what I was doing. Okay, we're going on, but I feel like it needs to be finished and I need to express the rest of this so you can understand the parts that I got to to get, my, to, get to where I am now, okay? Right, so... <laughs> Oh my god the longest podcast ever but i'm sure you'll understand after we listen after you listen to it okay so we've had all of this stuff happen with my dad we've had all this stuff and ha- happen with this guy these guys and then i've indirectly posted a quote on my social media about saying about my friends only wanting to be around me when their boyfriends are not around them right i've indirectly posted that i haven't I'm not posting this about you. I'm not posting about you. I've literally posted it saying, just don't be there when their boys are at rugby. Like, you don't need to be on the side. And it wasn't as as if I was trying to be mean. I just don't know why I posted it, but I did. And this is where this took me to a place where my friend decided that she didn't want to be friends with me anymore because I'd upset her with that quote. And bless her soul, she obviously felt like shit. And she said something to me that hit me like a ton of bricks. It really did hit me like a ton of bricks, I'm not gonna lie. Um, Because it wasn't just her, okay? So anyone who's listening to this needs to know that it wasn't just her that pushed me to this place. And I know where it's going with this, so I'm understanding what's happening. But basically what it did was that all the build-up from the men treating me like shit to my dad being told he was having can- he had cancer to me feeling like I wasn't good enough to be around certain guys and that I wasn't good enough to be someone's girlfriend to then me reaching out to my friends saying that I don't feel like I want to live anymore and that I'm so depressed... The message I received back was, you're so selfish, you're the most selfish person I've ever met in my life. And she shut me down and she blocked me. I'm actually still blocked to this day. And, um, which I find hilarious, but whatever. It's fine. We, We all have our ups and downs in life and that was mine. But she told me that and... I told Gaffer and I was like, Gaffer, this is fucking ridiculous. How is this happening to me? How is this happening? And he was trying to be there for me. And then I was trying to go to the gym and make myself feel good by working out and eating healthily. And I was still doing these bloody posts. (laughs) I was still doing these quotes. And you're maybe noticing that there's people that are in Tormill and upset with themselves that they may post quotes that say I don't know if they're not I don't know you can't have me in my good if you can't take me in my bad you can't have me in my good and you know there's so many quotes out there you'll see and you'll look at your friend and you're like why are you posting that one it's not good for you and two you're not making yourself look very good but you know what that person's doing it because they're trying to reach out to their friends and I'm not crying I'm literally just releasing this and and explaining I've never spoken about this before well I have but not to this in depth and uh 
yeah, so she's blocked me. She doesn't want to be friends with me. And I decided to go and see my friends in Liverpool. They were the only people that made me feel good at the time. And I went up to see one of my closest friends in Liverpool and I stayed with her. And I remember laying on the sofa thinking, I don't want to live anymore. And I said to her about it, I don't want to live anymore and I don't want to be here. And she was like, you're just depressed. You've got so much going on, you're depressed. And, I, you know, at the time, I didn't realise what was happening to me. I didn't realise that this was the beginning of my awakening. I didn't realise that this was the part of me that was letting go of all of this darkness that was around me to make me go to this part of my life that I tried to take my own life. I came back from Liverpool I probably had done a gym session where I felt amazing and then I received a text message or I can't really remember the whole scene because it was so much of a blur, but I just remember driving to this place in my near my parents' house where for you for those that used to live around my area who live around my area, you know the uh the dual carriageways that are in rain and um, in Great Lees, so to say. And they were very busy roads. And I, uh, oh my God, I actually can't believe I'm crying on my podcast, but it's okay, it's fine. <laughs> my friend said to me, am I ready to record? <sighs> no, I'm ready, I'm fine. <clears throat> Okay, I'm back. <laughs> okay, so basically I took myself to a bridge and I tried to climb on top of this bridge. I tried to jump over the bridge and it was pissing down with rain. And I had trainers on and I'm climbing up this bridge. Now it wasn't really high or anything. No, it was high, but the banner was not that high. But it was a high, the, the bridge showed a dual carriageway on the bottom, okay? So you could imagine. And I could hear the cars passing over. And I'm thinking in my head, I don't want to live anymore. I don't want to do any of this. I don't want to be here anymore. It's horrible. No one cares. No one gives a shit. My friends don't care. I have only got a few friends. I need more friends. The guys that I fancy don't fancy me back. The guys that I like don't want to be around me. No one wants me to be their girlfriend. My dad's dying. Like, fucking hell. There was so much shit going on in my head. And, um... (coughs) Sorry. I'm trying not to cry. I really am. And, uh... Yeah, I basically tried to climb up this bridge. And there was loads of, like, barbed wire kind of there... Like, to stop people from jumping, yeah? Like, it was like, you're not meant to do this. And I was climbing on it, and I got my foot caught. And I was... It wasn't like barbed wire. It was literally, like, steel. And it was slippery as hell. And I'm climbing up it, and I kept slipping back down. So I couldn't get to the high part to get my foot over. And eventually, I clipped my foot in, and I went to swing my leg over. Now, I'm not the most... ecstatic ecstatic I'm not the most um gymnastics person but I knew my leg was not getting over that because I just couldn't do it and I kept trying to get my leg over and they they I say they because I know that this is what happened I literally had my foot in this freaking 
bridge and I clipped my foot and it swung me backwards. So then I was laying on the ground with my foot attached to the bridge, like kind of attached and like, it was just ridiculous. And it's pissing down with rain and I'm laying on the floor and then people start walking their dog because it's a bridge, it's a footway. And I'm looking at them and I'm crying my eyes out, but because it's raining, they're not realizing I'm crying. They're just thinking, why is that weird woman laying on the ground with half her shoe on? I think I had one shoe on and one stuck in the bridge. I think that's what had happened. Um, so I grabbed my shit and I ran back to my car and I bawled my eyes out and I fell apart. But I was also standing there, think, sitting there thinking, what the hell just happened? Who just pushed me back off of that bridge? Who made me stop myself from going over that? Because it felt like sheer, like, force. It didn't feel like normality. Like, I felt like this... I felt like a thing had pushed me off the bridge to stop me trying to get my leg over. Okay, I've just burped, so someone definitely did that, and I'm thanking you for doing that, because I want to be here, and I am so grateful for being here now. Wow. And when you burp, it's recognition from spirit, just so you know. And um, it's got really windy here all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, this was really vulnerable, and I really don't know why I'm sharing this, but I hope it's helped someone listen to this and know that you don't have to go to that part you simply need to remove the energy from you and I wish that I'd found people then but this was like I don't know even know what year it must have been 2014 no it wasn't it was 2017 so I must have 2013 I remember that was gaffer stuff then it must have gone on to like 2014 15 because in 2016, I went to Ibiza. Yeah, and it was the build-up. So it was happening in Ibiza. Because I remember in Ibiza, I wanted to stop drinking. And I stopped drinking in Ibiza too. So my guides were trying to get me to cleanse. Can you see what's happening? They were trying to help me. And then that's when I met the idiot. Oh, bless him. He's not an idiot. He pushed me to a place I, didn't, I needed to go to, obviously. And... Um, Wow, it's all making sense. Honestly, these podcasts are obviously like helping me explain stuff to you to make you understand things that have gone on in your life, but also they're helping me. And, I, and I'm not going to feel embarrassed about sharing this because if someone's listening to this and they're going, fuck, I'm in this space. Like, I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling like I don't want to live. That's because you've got too many toxins in your body. That's because you need to detox. That's because we need to remove that energy from your body. That's because you need to remove yourself from these people that don't serve you anymore, okay? And I want you to know that, that you can definitely do that, okay? You don't have to go to this darkness. You don't have to give your life up. You don't have to go to the other side. Like, you are worthy of living. Every single person on this planet is worthy of living okay so you do not have to go to the depths of not wanting to live okay i want you to know this that you can fight this you can fight through that darkness because i promise you like once you do it's it's really amazing <laughs> because it gets so amazing okay it gets so good and i don't want you to give up i want you to 
carry on and if you're struggling reach out to someone and maybe don't reach out to a friend that you think's not really your friend <laughs> you need to reach out to a healer you can reach out to me you can reach out to a therapist you can reach out to a a counsellor someone please don't don't sit in that silence and that sadness i really don't want you to do that because you deserve to live okay you deserve to be on this beautiful planet and you deserve to have beautiful children and you deserve to have everything that your heart desires because you just deserve it okay you need to know this someone's listening to this right now i know they are because my guides wouldn't make me record this to fucking share everything under the freaking sun. And um, it wouldn't make me cry either. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go now. Um, yeah, this has been intense, I know. Um, but I'm hoping you get some takeaways from it. And I hope it's your understanding where it all started. So it was 2017 when I decided to not be here anymore. And so that was the first part of the awakening, okay? But please know that this was not, it was the first part of the awakening, but it certainly wasn't like when all my spiritual stuff come in. So there's a few more years to go and you just need to know that I did get myself away from that space. I moved to Liverpool. Um, I didn't even say goodbye to that guy. I simply sent him a text message saying, this was your birthday present, but you're not getting it now. And he eventually found out that I was living in Liverpool. Um, me and him are friends now. He's cool. He's actually gone through his own awakening now, so he probably understands what I was going through. But yeah, if someone's not making you feel seen, heard, valued, amazing, giving you orgasms, making you money, please don't have them around you, okay? Because they're no good for you. They're just going to bring you down. And yes, I, I give thanks to this human that got me to this space. But also, I probably didn't need to go that low. And I could have just found help from people, therapists, counselling, healers. But I needed to go through this journey to help people now, if that makes sense. So once again, thank you for listening. I hope you've got some takeaways from this. And yeah, just reach out if you're struggling. I don't want anyone to go through what I've gone through. It's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> and we don't need to go to these places. We can fight it through a lot of other means, other modalities. And yeah, I just want you to know I love you all. And thank you for listening. Take care of yourself. Lots of love and peaceful minds to you all. Every single thing in the world that is fake i woke up to everything on social media that is fake i woke up to around i woke up to realize that every single person that is fake i can see that they're fake i woke up to realize that when people have been putting things in their bio such as be kind they're actually just doing it for attention they're actually just doing it to make themselves look good it's not because they actually care about you okay it's because they are struggling themselves inside and they are looking for people to help because they know that as they help them, they can help themselves. And that is sometimes where healers will go on stages where they want to help you, but they're not meant to help you.